Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. Good to be back on. We're going to talk today a little bit about how to use some of your influences or some of the things that are around you to shape your own personality and style as a trainer. So everything you know that we do here, it's it's under the guise of, of trying to help you become better business uh, women or men, uh, help help you become better trainers, coaches, um, whatever it is that you're you're out to do, we want to help get you the tools that you need in this business. And one of the things that is often overlooked is just all of the influence that you may have had throughout your career. Uh, and so before we jump into that, uh, I'll quickly just call your attention back to, to our website. Um, couple things one on our blog page we wrote a post there's two part there's two out of three parts that are up um, the third part is coming shortly um, but it's it's a it's an account of what our slogan wake up work up move up means and it's kind of a culmination of how we got to be where we are not just a recounting of our story but basically um, it's a it's a way we sum up what we're trying to accomplish, we'll put it that way. And I think when we talk about personality and, and training philosophy, which we've talked a lot about on the, on the podcast in years past, is that we really need to have that identity or that um, um, end game in, in hand. And so a lot of that comes through your own personality and some of the things that set you apart. So let me let me just say, on the website, if you go back and, and look at read some of those, uh, you'll find some maybe some interesting tidbits on how we do things or why we do things the way we do, what we're trying to accomplish. But also, um, you'll see um, a variety of different programs. Like we, we're selling uh, weightlifting programs. We have online personal training packages uh, as well as our in-person training packages. But we, we try to do a lot of different things because we have a lot of different experiences and we want to try to reach as many people as we can. But you can't just throw a wide net and see what sticks. You have to have a little bit of, like I said, personality, a little bit of direction in order to best serve your clients. So you might think or might even be questioning right now as you're thinking, what is my personality as a trainer? What is my style? And do I need a style? Do I have to have a style? No, you don't. And you don't have to have one. You don't have to pigeonhole yourself to just the weightlifting guy or just the, the runner girl or whatever. But you can utilize those you know skills that maybe you know better than others to set yourself apart. And we've talked about that. But it's more than just having a specific skill set. Sometimes it's more about your actual personality and how you view things um, from a big picture standpoint in relation to training. So let me let me back up. When I look at a program, when I try to write a program, you know, you go through your basic program design where you you assess your clients, you you get a questionnaire, medical history. Um, all of those things, 
then you kind of sift through that data, you write out your program that you think is going to be best for them, and then you watch them and you make corrections as you go and you increase it uh, over time and hopefully have a good progressive uh, overload style program that adheres to the nine principles that you've heard me talk about a thousand and one times. But that's all fine and dandy and that will work for you. But what is it like? How are you going to do that? How are you going to gather that information? And how is that information going to be? How could you convey that information to your clients to let them know that this I've, I've selected the right trainer? This is the person for me. So let me give you a little bit of an example. Um, I'm going to use myself um, and I might use one as uh, use Chelsea as an example as well. Um, just so just so that you know. Um, or can understand, you know, we, we've arrived at the same place, but we got here from different ways. So over my 20 plus year career in, in personal training, strength coaching and athletic training, exercise science, we'll say, I have come across a, so many different certifications that I've held. I've had so many, um, seminars that I've been to workshops and a lot of them have been great and a lot, you know, I've been, been able to pick out tidbits of little things at each one to help me grow and, and, and learn. Now that seems like common sense, but let me tell you one of the things I've learned in my studies. Um, some of you know, I've, uh, <clears throat> my PhD studies were in educational technology, uh, looking to, to build, um, software to to study human motion analysis or biomechanics so it's kind of bringing it back learning this technology to bring it back to the exercise science world and and one of those things i had to take some classes outside of my major so i took some curriculum design classes and one of the things i learned in this curriculum design class which i'll, I'll touch on this a couple times but the first thing i learned is that um the biggest issue with moving something forward in, in this case, the education world, but in, in any, in any discipline is dissemination and practice. So let's say you go to a nice seminar and you learn all of these great ideas. I mean, I've seen trainers come back from these seminars, the seminars, you know, that I've sent my trainers to, the idea is to come back and then report to us what you've learned so that we can all grow, right? But they come back and they they just scrap everything that they're doing. And they're like, I just learned all these new techniques and so we're gonna do that. And so they try to throw everything they just learned into their program, it's wherever or regardless of where their clients were in time with their actual program, they were trying to throw in a whole bunch of new things and just hit the ground running with all this new stuff. and that is not great for a couple of reasons. One, why why cut off the program that you were, had already started? Because A, that's good. they're not going to reach their goal that way. But B, it also looks like, oh wait, so you so I've been doing a, a below average program for the last however long and now you're going to throw it all in there? Now, pulling one or two things out and using them, using these new ideas, that's the way to do it. So what we learned in my class, in my, you know, PhD stuff was that a lot of times you go to these seminars and you learn something, you're like, oh, this is great. This is great. So next off season or 
uh, next phase of training for my clients, I'll use these. Well, you know, sometimes you put them aside and then when it comes time to, to roll that out, it's, it's either like, well, they're not really ready for this, or I kind of forgot exactly what they were saying in the seminar. I don't remember it hundred percent. Um, so I won't, I won't do it or, um, or in a lot of cases, uh, you didn't get a lot of hands-on practice, so you don't know exactly how to do it properly. And so it's just not as effective as it could have been. Right. And so the idea is when you, when you go to these seminars, listen, I'm not saying don't pay attention to the whole thing, but if you have a philosophy, if you have direction in your training or what I'm calling today is your training personality, if you have that and you understand that and you understand what, how you want to handle your clients and how you want to take them from start to finish, if you have that in ahead of time, going into any seminar, what you're going to hear, you're going to hear little nuggets of information, little tidbits here and there that, that are going to click, that are going to click more than anything else in that seminar. Those are the things to pull out because your, your brain is just going, oh, I could do this with this person and I could move it over here. This is going to help them achieve this goal. This is great. This is the one piece I've been, been been missing. And again, it's not to say that the entire presentation or seminar or workshop isn't isn't good. Of course it is. But you have to understand how to use that information. And again, scrapping the programs you've been doing and redoing everything in this new format may not be the best idea. I'm not saying it can't ever be done. But I'm just saying you need to be looking at the information you're getting as tidbits because most of this stuff and, and, and let me go back to personal training here for a second if if I go to a seminar or a big you know symposium where there's all kinds of presenters yeah I'm gonna learn some things but if if I learn something that or I'm trying to keep, think of an example if they're talking about say uh, a squat based program and they're talking about squat depth as their you know research should you go to parallel below parallel a little above parallel you know whatever the, the the controversy would be you may already have an opinion and you may already know how to squat so that the when they're going over the differences between squatting or bar position high bar or low bar they're, they're going to throw some things out there that you already know so you don't have to be taking those notes you just might hear something that says you know if if you squat to a full range of motion, you're going to activate, you know, more muscles throughout their full range of motion. And that could help overall. And, you know, but with certain athletes, you might do a quarter squat or something like you might, you might hear these little things. Those are little things to pull out of this hour long seminar. Okay. I'm going to use these different things in these different scenarios. So now you've learned something you're better for it. And so you go to all of these seminars, you learn all of these things. It's about pulling out the right information and you can only I shouldn't say only the best way to ensure that you pull out the right information and that you hear the right information is to have that training personality so let me give you a quick example from me so when I started again I started out by following the ACSM and NETA uh training guidelines and how to set up a program and doing things. I did things very much by the book and I got okay results. No one was unhappy. I didn't lose any clients, but I wasn't getting the results that I thought I should be getting at this point in their stage of training. And I just realized that why am I not missing something? And I already knew 
you know, how to do a lot of other things, you know, because I'd had experience at the college level, seeing college strength and conditioning coaches put workouts together in different ways than what I was doing. And the reason I didn't do it that way in the first place was because I thought, well, that was for athletes. This is for the general population. And then I realized that, well, that's dumb. It could work. I just, you know, have to be mindful of what my clients are capable of. But that style of working or or trying to reach that intensity, that's what's really going to push the needle. And so that made all the difference. So I started bringing in more of that style, more of that athletic style training into my personal training. And all of a sudden, my schedule was full. I mean, it made a huge difference. Now, I'm talking about going back to 2003 and four. So CrossFit was around. Um, P90X was, I think, a year or so, uh, somewhere in that range, maybe a couple years after. But I mean, there were a lot of high intensity programs out there, but it wasn't being used in the personal training sense. And I'm not saying I'm the first, by no means am I saying that, but I was an early adopter in my area and a lot of people, you know, found it very, very helpful. And it helped define how I train people from then on out. I I got a yoga certification because I had a lot of people asking me about it and I didn't know. So I got certified because my uh, gym that I was working for paid for me to get pretty much whatever cert I wanted. So I chose this particular one that dealt with how to use yoga and breathing to elicit certain feelings, certain emotions, or to how to help deal with certain feelings and emotions, anxiety, uh, depression, all of these different aspects that a lot of my clients have. And or might just be experiencing that day a lot of stress. So I can come in and when they start to get stressed and frustrated and they're spilling their guts and they're not working out, I can say, okay, let's warm up by doing this breathing and this stress. And I know that the outcome of what I'm about to give them is gonna reinvigorate them and energize them. They don't know that I'm like saying, okay, we gotta readjust your energy to this and that. I just say, hey, this is our warm up for today. But it's a trick and tip I learned in this whole course on holistic fitness. Now. They want you to do, you know, a whole yoga routine, which, you know, it's nice to do every once in a while, but that's not where I use it. That's not what I use from that course. I use the idea that there are certain breathing techniques and certain poses that will elicit physiologically and emotionally different feelings. And that's very helpful in getting the right person motivated or redirected to work out. Just like when the functional movement screen came out. You know, this is something that changed the game for me because I always, I never really liked doing my, you know, one mile treadmill walk test and my push-ups for a minute test and my sit-ups and my sit and reach. Those are all fine data points, but it's not, it never really gave me what I needed, but that's what the book said. So that's what I did. And then, you know, the FMS comes out and I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense. And because I was an athletic trainer, prior to being a personal trainer, these are things that I already knew how to look for, what to look for. And so then it's like, duh, what, A, why didn't I think of that, <laughs> right? Kind of mad at myself for that one. Uh, but B, I, rather than go through the actual FMS, which I do use some of those certain things, uh, and nothing against it, I think it's an amazing tool, uh, not knocking it once whatsoever, but I adapted it to utilize it for the types of people I was seeing. Less athletes at that time and more just general population. But I, I, I adapted it to just pick out what I thought I needed for, for, for my clients or for that particular client. And it, and, it, and it worked really, really, really well. 
Um, that being said, if you look at my training and how I write my programs now, they're based on things that I've learned, little tidbits I've picked up um, and incorporated and that then ended up working. And, you know, sometimes you do something and it doesn't work and you scrap it and that's okay. doesn't mean you wasted that time or money. That just means that's one less thing you have to worry in your brain about. But again, I go back to saying your training personality will help you make these decisions in whatever book you're reading, whatever seminar you go to, all of those different things. What you need to have in your back pocket is this idea of where you want to go. So at the top of the podcast, I redirected you to our website to read some blogs about um, the wake up, work up, move up tagline that Chelsea came up with, you know, when we first started our, our gym. And it wasn't just a play on words, the UPP, the up, which it does do that, but it also um, let us understand or let us have a, a way to organize how our programs really work. In other words, as I mentioned before, Chelsea and I had different backgrounds, but we ended up in the same place with the same training philosophy and the same training personality. And so what allowed us to do that, even though we came from different backgrounds, was we both had an understanding of we wanted to take people and we knew that if we pushed them to the right intensity and they moved the right way, in other words, mobility and things like that, that we could get the results they want, whether it be fat loss, muscle gain, sport improvement, whatever the case is. So we had a clear idea of what we wanted our athletes to, or not just athletes, but our personal training clients to be able to do. And we knew that it was going to be, you know, if you pushed hard, you had to recover hard. So having things like, you know, we've had um, a recovery coach on staff, you know, that does uh, massages, sports massages, and um, uh, e-stem, and all these other things that that are you know aren't replacements for physical therapy or replacements for things if you need that. But these are just daily things that you could do to help your body recover, so that you come back the next day and still hit the intensity that we want you to hit to get the results that you need to do. That's what Chelsea and I both had in common, and so when we brought it together, the wake up, work up, move up was just a way to put it together and how we can. Um, formulate kind of a, uh, a template. So when we go to a seminar or we hear someone talk, or we read a book because we have a defined direction of where we're going and what we want out of our clients, something we've both had since we started, not just started the gym, but started our careers that has helped us been extract information from little bits and pieces. So I'm sure um, Chelsea's standing right next to me. She could nod in agreement here. Some of the ways she coaches her athletes were probably some of the ways some of her coaches coached her, whether that be, you know, actual exercises or the mentality of how to push someone or just, you know, uh, the demeanor she uses when she's with her clients. That may all be things that she learned that way. And all of these things play through. But if you sit back and you write these things down, what do I want for my clients? How do I want to approach them? What do I, what am I looking to do? Whenever you come across new information, whether it be seminars, books, movies, YouTube videos, whatever, podcasts, you're going to be able to pick out those little nuggets and input, input them into your programs and you'll be a better trainer for it. All right. Have a good one and we'll talk to you soon.